Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, if you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Oh, am I excited about this episode. This is something that I've mentioned kind of in passing a handful of times now, but I I wanted there to be a full episode resource on it because I know this is the missing link for so many of you when it comes to getting consistent. We talk about this almost constantly in the consistency course, at least weekly. And today we're going to go into it deeper here. I want to begin with what happens when you have not defined a feedback loop for yourself. I think all of us can see us in this pattern of what happens when we have not defined a feedback loop for ourselves. It looks like this. Without a feedback loop, it looks like this. You set your plan and your motivation is really high. I probably have been through this the most frequently when it comes to losing weight and eating a certain way. I'm going to eat this way. And this is what I'm going to do. This is the plan I'm going to follow to lose the weight. And I feel really good about it. It doesn't matter what it is, what the plan is. It might be intermittent fasting, keto, carnivore, whatever your flavor of the week is. And you have a few good days. Maybe you even have like a few solid weeks, a couple decent weeks. But then a couple of things can happen. There's a circumstance or an event that throws you off track, or your lack of results discourages you, and so you disengage. You drift. Maybe it was there was a family party or a vacation. Maybe you got sick. Maybe you just thought, it's not working. I've been so good. And when I've done this before, this was my result, or this was my result, so obviously this doesn't work for me. And out of frustration, you take a step back. You overeat, you overeat, you overindulge, you just stop following the plan. You give yourself a pass, which creates a situation where you've turned your back on the thing that you committed to doing. And there are a number of things that can drive this cycle. Sometimes it's the frustration. Sometimes it's confusion. You know, like, well, how should I be doing this? Or why did it work for me then and it's not working for me now? Or why does it seem to work so well for this person, but I'm not getting those kinds of results? Maybe it's distraction. You saw something that was more appealing. Somebody else was doing something and, oh, maybe I should try that. Or temptation. And the cycle shows up 
the same way no matter what the plan is, no matter what the barrier was, no matter what the thing was that got you off track. Maybe one time it was the vacation, but another time it was the lack of results. Maybe one time it was the stressful project at work, and another time it was because you got sick. But it always looks like this. Motivation starts out really high. You get a plan in place. You start executing the plan. Motivation naturally starts to fade because all emotions have life cycles, right? There's some exception to the plan followed by some kind of prolonged disengagement. Then frustration starts to build with yourself, with your inconsistency, with the fact that it's too hard, any number of things. And then after a while, motivation starts to build back. Okay, I got to do something here. I got to get back on track. I got to figure something out. And then we're back to the beginning of the cycle. There is a quote that I have written on a giant poster size sticky note on my wall in my office that says, if you are ambushed by difficulty, you are more easily overcome by it. If you are ambushed by difficulty, you are more easily overcome by it. What that means to me is if you get caught off guard and we're not prepared for some kind of setback or barrier obstacle, then it has more power over you than if you were to be prepared. This is what came into play, and I shared this with you guys a couple weeks ago when I started a course, right? I have a pattern with courses that are more technical. I start to follow the instructions, and then at some point I get confused, I get frustrated, and then I just stop. But that, that pattern has more power If it pops up and surprises me and I wasn't prepared, if you are ambushed by difficulty, you're more easily overcome by it. If you go into the next fitness plan or the next weight loss approach or the next sprint in building your business and you are ambushed by difficulty because you didn't look to your past for clues about the types of things that normally cause disengagement or drifting for you, then you are more likely to be overcome by it. Fortunately, the inverse is true. If you're not ambushed by difficulty, if you're being proactive and saying, these are the things that I need to have a plan in place for, then you are not as easily overcome by it, right? I love this quote so much because of what it tells us about the inverse. If you are ambushed by difficulty, you are more easily overcome by it. So if you are not ambushed by difficulty, you will not be as easily overcome by it. Now, the feedback loop is the process we put in place to more intelligently respond to these types of patterns that we can expect. Dave Ramsey says, we can't be surprised by Christmas, right? It seems like every year Thanksgiving comes around and people start panicking about expenses of Christmas. I got to get something for this person and this person and we have this travel and we have this event and we need to do this for the kids and this and this and this. And it's like every year you were surprised by this. You've known for the last 12 months that this day was coming. You didn't have to be surprised by it. You could have been planning for it in February. You could have been planning for it in March and April and whatever. The feedback loop is the process that we put in place when we look at our past attempts and say, these are the types of things that I need to be prepared for. These are the types of things that have caused problems for me before, and this is what I'm going to do about it. So what I shared with you a couple weeks ago about this course was I knew that there were going to be times 
in going through the material that something didn't make sense to me. I didn't understand it. I wasn't sure what to do or I tried to do it and it didn't work the way it was intended to. What is my plan when those things happen? I created a feedback loop and I'm going to tell you how to do that and I'm going to tell you what my feedback looked, my feedback loop looks like. You have to expect that there are going to be times when you step away from the plan. But don't just expect that you're going to get right back to it when you never have before, right? Put a plan in place that assists you in that. You can expect that there are going to be times where you're frustrated because you're not seeing the results that you thought you would get. Don't just expect that you're going to power through this time when you haven't had that before. Put a plan in place that helps you respond to that frustration in a way that moves you forward instead of in a way that holds you back. What do you do in those moments that you can expect because you have the ability, as we all do, to reflect on past patterns and see what has worked and what hasn't? For me, if I get frustrated or confused or something's not working, I have this pressure that there's like other things I should be doing, so I move on to something else that feels either easier or more important. So often, without consciously choosing to stop, we stop. This is the loop that I created for myself with this course. And this is the same kind of pattern that I teach inside the consistency course. And then I'm a big part of the troubleshooting and implementation piece because I'm a coach in that. But in the, in the course that I was taking, it looked like this. I would consume the information and I would implement what I could. And I would keep a list of all of my questions and points of confusion. And then at a designated interval, I would ask questions. I defined when I would ask and who I would ask. And then I would act on their feedback. Here's a big key to making this work. I put all of these steps on my calendar. So week one, this is when I'm going to take in the information. I've got a 30-minute block here. I've got a 30-minute block here. This is when I'm like consuming the information. Then this is when I'm going to implement it. I've got a 15-minute block here and a 15-minute block here and a 15-minute block here. And before I move on to the next thing, I'm making notes of all my questions and points of confusion. And then there was a specific time, Thursday, 4.30 p.m. This is when I'm going to ask my questions if they weren't asked beforehand. And then there was a time on my calendar where I would circle back and implement the answers or the feedback. I'll use a consistency course as an example of what this could look like, this feedback loop process just so we're not talking in random generalities. You put on your calendar when you will consume information or resources in the consistency course. This is one of the first modules inside the consistency course. I tell people, put it on your calendar. Because otherwise, what happens is a week or two or three weeks goes by and you're like, oh, crap, I haven't checked into the consistency course. I really need to do that. Oh, it's been a while since I've been in there. Like, I need to get back in there. But it's not honored time that you are accounting for So it's just floating around in your head. And this is one of the primary reasons we feel overwhelmed by things. So you put on your calendar when you're going to consume that information. That could be, you know, we have a coaching call on Monday at this time. But also on Wednesday at this time, I'm going to spend 30 minutes on XYZ module or piece. Then as you're going through that, you're establishing what you need to implement. And you're calendaring when you're going to implement it. Obviously, you have to be realistic. 
if you know that you don't have two hours a week for implementation, then don't calendar two hours a week and blow it. Err on the side of being conservative with your commitments. 20 minutes, good. Put 20 minutes on there. If it turns out you've got 30 minutes or you've got two 20-minute blocks, better. But be realistic with what you are expecting of yourself. Then you'll want to be very clear on what you're doing with your challenges, your frustrations, your obstacles, or concerns. So if we're using the example of the consistency course, uh, every Sunday at this time, I'm going to post my questions to Elizabeth in the Facebook group. Or every time that we're on a coaching call, I'm going to show up with my document of questions or challenges or obstacles. Or uh, on this day at this time, I'm going to email Elizabeth with my questions. That is the process of having a feedback loop, right? Sometimes in the consistency course, the, the question, the challenge that people bring is, hey, I'm not honoring the implementation schedule that I set. And then I'm able to help with that, right? One of the challenges that so many people are struggling to overcome is that they're trying to figure it all out themselves and it's not working, right? Or let's say using a free resource. You just downloaded the consistency workbook, right? Most of you guys have this already, but if you don't, you just go over to my Instagram. You can find me there at Elizabeth Benton. Go to one of my posts, comment with just the word guide, just just comment with the word guide, and then I'll DM you and email you this workbook. So let's say you have the workbook and you don't want it to die in the idea graveyard of unutilized resources. You calendar this is time that I'm going to set aside to read it. Not the whole thing, but I've got 20 minutes blocked to start reading at this time. And then I've got 15 minutes blocked on this other day and time to answer specific questions and determine action steps. And one of the action steps is when will I implement? What will I implement and when will I implement? That's on the calendar. And maybe one of my journaling activities is every evening I take two minutes, 120 seconds, to make note of any questions, challenges, or obstacles. Then you have to know what are you doing with those things. It could be just that you alone with yourself are journaling and coming up with solutions. It could be that you have a coach. It could be that you have an accountability partner. It could be that you review it with your spouse, right? But you have to have a way of asking for help. Otherwise, we stay in this cycle of like motivation is high. I have a plan. I'm executing the plan. Something happens. I'm no longer executing the plan. Then I feel frustrated or I feel shame or I feel guilt and I withdraw further until motivation starts to rise again and I'm back to the beginning of this cycle. It doesn't work. It's not effective. Let's use a business example. Let's say you're trying to grow your social media following. Now you need a specific strategy. So maybe you calendar 40 minutes to review different strategies out there and select one, right? There's 100 million strategies from books and podcasts and blogs, and you can just pick one. I'm going to learn about this strategy, and I have the time blocked for that here. And it might be that you're learning for two or three weeks. That's okay, but have the time on your calendar. Then you time calendar block the implementation. I'm going to spend 15 minutes a day, four days this week doing implementation. I'm keeping note as I go of my, my challenges, my questions, my excuses. And then what do I do with those? Do I have a coach? Do I have a mentor? Do I have an accountability partner? Are they things that I can sit down and work through on my own through journaling or reflection? Or do I need to hire somebody to help me with these kinds of things? The same thing can be applied to improving your marriage. 
it's generally not an effective strategy to think, hey, I'm just going to figure this out on my own. I'm just going to try to do X, Y, Z. Let's have a process in place. I'll use an example of something that I've been working on in my marriage. Positive communication, encouragement. Hey, thank you for doing this. Hey, it was awesome to see you do this. I made my day when I observed you doing da 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 da. Hey, I appreciate you, blah, 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 blah. So on my calendar at 8.30, because I know at 8.30 the kids are in bed, tonight I'm going to make a list of 10 ideas, 10 ideas of things that I can say to Chris that are encouraging, right? And then I'm literally going to put them on my calendar for the next 10 days. That is my implementation. I'm not necessarily putting on the calendar the time of day that I'm going to say it, but I'm seeing it there so that tomorrow when I'm reviewing my calendar for the day, I'm like, oh yeah, this is the, this is the message I want to give to Chris today. I know that it seems very mechanical, but I just think we have to be intentional if we really want to create change. Otherwise, it, it lives in the realm of wish, of hope, of aspiration, but not anything that we ever execute or we consistently execute. Then I have a note in my phone to capture any issues with implementation. It could be like, I forgot, or it could be, I decided not to because I was irritated and I told myself that it didn't matter or that it wasn't making a difference. And then the next week at 8.30, I sit down with all of those issues that got in the way and I come up with ways that I could respond to them more intelligently right? Or maybe there's somebody from the mom's group at my church that would want to be an accountability partner with me. And we don't have to set up phone calls or Zooms or anything like that. But maybe we just like text each other a few times a week with what we've done and what we've run into. You have to have a feedback loop. And the feedback loop looks like the information, the implementation, the request for help, right? This is what I'm struggling with. Sometimes that's of yourself. I think it's most valuable when it's from somebody else. And then adjusting your approach accordingly. This also can happen on a really micro level. For example, I told you guys I started working with a trainer again, right? So the trainer tells me what to do. That's the information. I implement it, right? And then the feedback I give is, hey, squatting like that hurts my right knee. So we then adjust and we move to heel elevated squats. This is how progress happens. The big piece of the puzzle is that most of the time we're not addressing the things that get in the way. Maybe we're whining about them and complaining about them, but we're not reporting them to a coach. We're not uh, sitting down with ourselves and saying, okay, what do I need to do differently? Because I said I was going to eat these meals and then the groceries went bad in the fridge. What do I need to do differently next week? I'll tell you that something that really made a difference for me when I was going through this course is every single Thursday I submitted my questions. And because I did that, and only because I did that, I got through the entire course not only successfully, but really successfully, like with excellent results. I would have had zero of those results if I just got frustrated and stopped, which is what happens to so many of us when we're trying to lose weight or we're trying to get fit. We hurt our ankle and so we stop. Or we have a series of evening events and so we stop because our results weren't what we hoped they would be and so we stop. It doesn't, it doesn't work, right? I cannot, I cannot possibly emphasize enough how helpful it is to get feedback and to have somebody to ask questions to. I really believe that this is the single most valuable thing in the consistency course, that every week I'm going live with coaching and people know they don't have to wait until our live coaching session to ask a question. They can ask me something any day of the week. But when you have somebody who can say, hey, 
All right, I hear that problem. I hear that excuse. I hear that frustration or that obstacle. Try this, do this. Because sometimes we don't see our blind spots. Sometimes we're so emotional about something that we really struggle to be objective. The coaching calls, in my opinion, are the most valuable part of the consistency course and probably the most valuable part of any program, the ability to say, this is where I'm struggling. This is what I need help with. If you are somebody who has been trying to do it on your own, I understand the resistance to invest money in a different way, but I think that it's often more costly to keep trying to do it yourself. I really do. I'm going to put the link to the consistency course in the show description. Or if you want to email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. I'm the only one who sees my emails. Nobody else will see it. Tell me what your reservations are, and I will give you my honest sense of if it's for you and if it's not for you. The thing about having a coach is that it can 10x your progress, and it can divide by 10 the amount of time you spend spinning your wheels, trying, and not actually making progress. And I think that is one of the most valuable things we can invest our time and money in are things that make us better. Because when we are better thinkers, when we are better problem solvers, when we are healthier, when we are happier, we make more money, we're better with our money, our relationships improve, everything gets better. So hopefully, whether you join me in the consistency course or not, you will implement this idea of the feedback loop. I'm telling you right now, it's a game changer. I'll see you tomorrow.